I V M. Folks, welcome to Paisa Paisa. I'm your host Anubham Gupta B50 on Twitter and on today's episode we are doing life insurance after a really really long time. My guest Akshay Dhan appointed actuary. You've got an actuary on the show. My God, I'm really excited. Canara HSBC Life Insurance. We're going to talk about the importance of life insurance, financial planning, how to choose a policy that is relevant to you and much more. Believe me, folks, much more right after this short break. And welcome back. Akshay, welcome to Paisa Paisa. Thank you so much for doing this for our listeners. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me here. I have never ever, you know, in my six plus years of doing this podcast and, you know, 400 episodes plus, never had an actuary. What is an actuary? Ooh, okay. An <laughs> actuary is an interesting question because I get asked this a lot. An actuary is basically, uh, the way I explain it, it's, a, it's like a chartered accountant for the insurance and the pension sector. And you have to give a series of exams to qualify as an actuary. And uh, you have an Institute of Actuaries of India under which you give the exams and what you basically do you look at you do the whole financial and risk management bit for the insurance and pension sector those are the you know historical sectors what actually used to be involved in obviously now they've branched out into other things in the bfsi uh, domain but yeah historically the entire actuarial uh, studies are based on insurance and pension concepts so basically if you want to become an actuary then insurance is pretty much the only place where you can where you would be you know as a start, I guess. But like I said, now we have branched into other areas like uh, banking, investment banking, quants and stuff. But yeah, traditionally, it's uh, insurance. And if any of my listeners are out there saying that he wants to be, he or she wants to become one, what okay. would you tell him in terms of what education he should do? Where should he go? What should okay. he look up? So basically, you have to be good at maths. Uh, that's the start. There's an Institute of Actuaries of India, which conducts exams to become an actuary. And uh, those exams are taken while you work. So typically you will study and work together and you will you'll have to clear about 15 exams to become an actuary. If you really work hard, then you can qualify in three, four years. Typically, average qualifying time is five to six, seven years. Interesting. And you can give them at home while working. Very interesting. Yeah. Sounds like you said, you know, the CA of insurance. Yeah, it sounds very similar to yeah. CA of insurance. Yeah. Okay. Coming back to our um, discussion. We are in 2023 now and we, you know, we've had three years of the pandemic. Um, hopefully it's over. How did that entire experience, the lockdown especially, mm -hmm. how did that change India's approach, our approach in general to life insurance? So I think uh, it really brought the concept of life insurance to the forefront. You know, those who had life insurance and if they needed one, realized the importance of it. And those who did not have life insurance and needed one also realized the importance of it. So I think um, it definitely improved the awareness, you know, just to give you a perspective. And I have been in insurance for the last almost 20 years. But uh, nowhere, nobody ever before the lockdown would come and talk to me, Akshay, you know, I want to buy some life insurance, you know, help me decide a, a product or a company or something. But the number of queries I got from my friends, my friends, extended family, my cousins, my ex-colleagues and all, was quite a lot. So I think everybody realized that this is a product which is needed very much as part of your financial portfolio. And, uh, you know, now people are rushing to buy life insurance. And hence, I feel, you know, it's done wonders for the awareness of the, for the product and the industry. Awareness is one thing, penetration is another. Where are we on those numbers? So penetration, I'm afraid, still needs to grow up because life insurance as a concept and as a product is actually not that straightforward, you know, and uh, it deals with a very taboo subject, it deals with death, right? Mm. So, you know, what will happen to you if some 
you know, what will happen to your family if you're not there? So, you know, this concept of life insurance is actually something which will take time. It has a lot of challenges in uh, terms of penetration increase, especially in a country like India. So penetration is still low, I would say. It's making progress, but it's still low. But yeah, awareness definitely increased. And I think eventually one will follow the other. Have you met anyone who said, I mean, you know, because we are here in urban India and I don't know, our listeners probably would also be from metros and tier one cities yeah. where awareness is much more and therefore yeah. hopefully penetration is also higher. Yeah. You met anyone who said, I don't have life insurance. And what are the reasons? If you ask him, you know, typically, do you have any, I mean, people who don't have life insurance, what are the reasons? So I have actually, in fact, most people I don't know don't have life insurance. And I actually huh. almost tell them off and say, what's wrong with you? You need to have the basic term insurance at least. And I think the reasons are just, you know, socha nahi kabhi, iski kya zarurat hai, kuch thi to si policy li thi LIC se. So I think it's a plethora of reasons, uh, lackadaisical attitude, iski kya zarurat hai, parent ki paise hai, ya pushtani paise hai, you know, all those things. Hmm. So generally people... Um, don't think about these things. Whereas, uh, this is one of the first things one should think about when you start earning, yeah. I feel. But yeah. Why? I mean, when okay. you, if the same guy asks you, you know, I don't have insurance, why should I have insurance? Okay. What would be your answer? So, my basic thing is, you know, you are maintaining a certain amount of lifestyle. You know, do you think if you're not there and your income goes away, your family will be able to manage the same lifestyle? And, you know, when somebody goes away, obviously, you know, there's a lot of emotional and, you know, emotional stress, grief and all. On top of that, the last thing you want is financial stress. So I think this is one thing only a life insurance product can do. You know, I used to really like the tagline, uh, LIC used to say, Zindigi ke saath bhi, zindigi ke baad bhi. Because that's really very important. No other product does it. No other product will give you that protection of your family. No, For example, you know, I have life cover and I sleep a lot more peacefully at night because I know something goes wrong, you know, my family will be protected. And that's a huge uh, relief because, you know, as a person with wife and kids, you know, I want to ensure that, you know, they live a happy and fulfilling life and, you know, who's to say what's going to happen in life. In, in fact, pandemic, if it all has taught you, is taught you is that life is hugely uncertain. Yeah. You know, one stupid uh, virus emerges from China and the whole world goes for a toss. Yeah. You know, in, in our language, it's called one in 200 year event. Yeah, yeah, of course, and that of course. which is expected never to happen. It did happen. So, yeah. you know, uncertainties are everywhere and life insurance is a must. Has business picked up after that? I mean, did people think, you know, and actually go out there, buy life insurance for themselves? And how is the situation now? So business definitely has picked up. Part of it is the general picking up of business. Part of it is indeed, like I said, you know, in fact, I must have recommended over the last few years, at least 10, 20 people who are just yeah. personally on my recommendation. They came and asked me and I told them go and buy life insurance and they did. So, you know, there's definitely an increase in, in awareness and business has picked up. Definitely more needs to be done, yeah. for sure. But uh, yeah, it's mm. in the right direction. Let's see say. if we can do some of that more, you know, as we talk about the sure. topic on, on this episode. Sure. So, there is another set of people who okay. think that I'm kind of sorted because my company has life insurance policy okay. for me, which I think a lot of people have that as CDC, right? I mean, Anji, when, they, when they offer... Correct. What's your view on that? So, it's great to have it, frankly speaking. But, you know, is it enough? Certainly not. And I'll tell you multiple reasons for it. First, you're not going to stick with one company all your life, right? You're going to be changing companies. So if you're going to move companies, the next company may or may not offer the same kind of benefit. Who's, and you're not going to leave a job just because they don't offer life cover, right? So it's extremely crucial to have some amount of cover on your own. Because, you know, you move a company, they don't have life cover, you have to go and buy. And at that point in time, your age is you're older. You may have a health condition, which means buying life insurance becomes slightly more challenging. Why wait for that? The second thing is, uh, in a company cover, typically the cover is flat. 
and your liabilities are anything but flat in your life right you will you will start earning then you'll you'll have dependent parent then you'll get married then you'll have kids so the whole plethora will happen you'll buy a house you know so your liabilities will only increase whereas the cover will remain flat so i think uh, you should always consider topping up your life cover life cover from a company is great but always consider topping up and you and it's flexible you can yeah, des- yeah. you can design your own product yeah yeah and you can decide what you want because yeah. again uh, the cover provided by company will be plain vanilla you know but the cover provided by uh, what you want for example you might want disability insurance on, on top of it you might want critical illness insurance on top of it so those things you can decide in a private cover yourself yeah. over and above what you have from the company it's kind of weird and a lot of people actually don't know this that life insurance is actually flexible you can yeah, keep yeah. on adding a lot of covers yeah, on, yeah. on their own and you know we'll get into all of that on the other side of this break so folks that i hope you've understood you know if you do not have a cover please consider one um we're going to get into the exact products right after this small break we'll be right back and welcome back akshay i am someone who has just started his career whatever i'm 25 27 years old yep. i did my mba and i've got my first job my first salary mm-hmm. and i'm now you know i'm earning okay okay hopefully i'll get married kid blah blah the the whole thing yeah, yeah. for someone who just starts off his career mm-hmm. what would you tell him So you know again life insurance is something a lot of people think you know I'm just too young why do I need life insurance but I think it's bet like with a lot of things it's better to start early so because you know eventually you will have liabilities you will get married you will probably have kids so you will need all these things and starting early has a lot of advantages for instance for a start you're young you know which means your age is less your premium is going to be lower right especially if you buying term cover and stuff like that second is you know you're not likely to have any health ailments so for example if you buy life insurance at 25 you like to be fit and fine you'll get the cheapest cover if you buy life insurance at 40 you may have developed say i know you know some health condition asthma or you know something like that so yeah. the chances of you getting the same amount of cover reduces because the life insurance company will also assess so that's point that's the first point second point when you buying so suppose you want to start saving for your future uh, expenditures again if you start early you'll get better returns and also you will be able to start small right if you have a particular sum assured in mind in the end and if you start early your monthly installments or your annual premiums will be lower yeah so i think you should start looking at uh, investing as soon as you can or insuring as soon as you can you put some numbers here okay for be, using the same example that you sure. did someone who starts at 25 okay someone who starts at 40 and has some you know general matter not too serious yeah. health issues so for example and uh, let's for take a crore Ha let's yeah. take a crore. Okay. So uh, at uh, say at 35 for instance if you want to uh, buy cover for a crore you might spend like 15 20 grand a month a year sorry but if you buy at 25 that number will be say less than 10 ha you know so it's like quite low as compared to and imagine you know this is not just one time now you're paying it for the next 20 30 years so mm. it does add up mm. so it makes sense I want to ask you you're an actually I've never had an actually in the show I want to ask <laughs> okay. you criteria okay, okay. because This is inter- I mean you guys have this list of industries where people are at slightly dicey jobs and you've got this whole yeah. chart because when yeah, you yeah. uh when you're giving a cover to someone yeah. as a company mm-hmm. you're basically assessing how soon can this guy die okay yes. okay yes, yes. and mere put mere ko kitna fatka padega ha okay correct. can you just for the curiosity of our listeners can we just figure this out so basically we we assess uh, data and um, basically we look at past experience of population of company of the industry and figure out how soon uh, the general population is expected to 
Mortality. Mortality. Yeah, yeah, I'm trying yeah. to figure out to use a sensible word. Mortality is <laughs> a mortality nice word. I'm just helping you out there. Let's not talk yeah. about people dying, you yeah, know. Let's say mortality. mortality. Yeah. yeah. So then, and then you start bifurcating into by age. So if somebody who's age 25, what is his probability of dying over the next year? Somebody who's 30 and so on and so forth. Yeah. So that is general population. From the general population, you start getting to specific populations. For example, there is a concept called underwriting in uh, insurance. So basically where I'll assess your health. So if I've assessed your health, your chances of your mortality is expected better because I've got, you've gone through this checkup. Yeah. Uh, you know, you've gone through the medicals, you have, I've asked you a number of questions, you know. So then there'll be a discount on it in some sense, crude word, that, okay, if the general population has a life expectancy of, say, 60 years, this guy, the insured guy will have a life expectancy of, say, say 65 or 70 yeah, years. Yeah. Okay. I'll allow for that. Then I will split the data further, like women and men. Men have a lower life expectancy as compared to women. It's empirical evidence. Correct. Smokers, non-smokers. Then if you have specific health conditions, then I'll put a loading on your premium. I'll say, okay, if you have diabetes, diabetes obviously in the long run reduces life expectancy. I'll allow for that. You'll also look at uh, other things besides health. You'll look at your occupation. If I'm a minor or a police officer, my chances of, yeah. you know, mortality, mortality is, is higher. higher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I have, uh, I do bungee jumping a lot, my chances of mortality hmm. are higher. So okay. I'll allow for all of those in the underwriting process and then come up with your premium. Very interesting. So you're saying that a bungee jumper at the age of 25 will have a higher premium than a bank employee at the age of 25. Yes, yes. You can make what you want of that, but this is mathematics and probabilities out here. And that's, you've got a point. You know, someone who's doing bungee jumping or who's a Formula yeah. 1 driver yeah. versus someone who's going to just sit on a desk for the rest. <laughs> I'm not passing opinions on your, prob- you know, careers. I was just talking about probabilities and that's which yeah. actually is what... Yeah, and this, is, this is all empirical. You know, we, we only deal with data. You know, this is all not hypothetical situation there. We, we deal with this data and we figure out. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting, right? Because God forbid, if an event happens, that's a very emotional thing. Absolutely. You know, and so empirical and emotions ka clash hota hai thoda sa. Hmm. Um, okay. Okay. You spoke about smoking and health issues. Yeah. This is a point that comes up a lot. lot of people when they're filling up the form mm-hmm. like to hide this stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm a social smoker. I'm a social drinker. You know, mm-hmm. they might be having what, five pegs every second day or something. Okay. Yeah, but yeah. I'm a True. social, you know, whatever. Can you talk about that for a while? Sure. Why, you know, a, a lot of people think that if I declare this, I will either not get insurance or there'll be a rate up. Rate mm-hmm. up, you know, I mean. Yeah, yeah, rate up, higher For our listeners, you know, Akshay will explain what is a rate up. Can you just walk us through this? Sure. You know, because this is, I've seen a lot of people kind of just getting very edgy about mm. this process. True, true, true. Why is it important? What is the effect? And why does insurance really not change even if you do this? Okay. So basically, insurance as a concept is based on the principle of utmost good faith. That's the basic underlying principle of insurance. And why it's important to fill the form properly is because, you know, you are actually trying to cover your liabilities in case you're not there. The last thing you want is that when it comes to the claim, when the family is already dealing with a lot of emotional stress, a lot of grief, and they're expecting at least this bit is sorted because my breadwinner insured himself or herself for that matter. The last thing you want is the claim getting declined, right? So it is extremely important to fill each and everything to the to the best of your knowledge, you know, now, you know, that doesn't mean you need to exactly remember how many pegs of whiskey you have in every week. You can give a rough idea. So, you know, those things are hygiene. That's fine. Yeah. But if you have diabetes and you don't tell the company you have diabetes, you know, you are really uh, risking the fact that the company, you know, could consider repudiating your claim when it comes to, you know, when the claim actually comes. So, 
जिस चीज के लिए आप सेव कर रहे हो अगर दैट चीज थिंग हैपन देन यू नॉट एबल टू टेक एडवांटेज ऑफ इट द होल थिंग गोज फॉर टॉस सो ऑलवेज डिक्लेयर ट्रूथफुली टू द बेस्ट ऑफ योर एबिलिटीज एंड इंश्योर दैट यू नो यूर जस्ट इंश्योरिंग द क्लेम विल गेट पेड इफ इफ एवर गॉड फॉर दैट सिचुएशन वट टू राइज होपली डजेंट वॉट इज अ रेट ऑफ आई मीन वेन आई डिक्लेयर दिस एंड वेन यू नो माई एजेंट कम्स टू मी सेंग दैट यू आर गोइंग टू पे हंड्रेड and boom suddenly i actually was truthful mera hi band baj gaya i mean how do rate ups work sure. and why should you still pay that extra premium so uh, rate up theoretically means that if your risk is more than the generic insured population then you will you will get a rate up now actually rate ups have improved over time as our knowledge of mortality of life expectancy changes so for example many years ago asthma would have caused you a rate up like for example i'm asthmatic when i took my first life insurance policy there was a 50% rate up which meant that if you would have paid the premium of 100 rupees i would have paid 150 rupees right but many years later i bought another insurance policy and the rate up dissipated because you know over time we figured out with the data that you know asthma is not a life threatening condition is it might uh, make you huff and puff but it's not going to really hamper your life so these things have also improved over time you know so always disclose more and you know a lot of lifestyle conditions probably don't require you like uh, like you know asthma for example you know or even diabetes may not require if it's a very well controlled diabetes no, no. may not require it so it, you know it's better to disclose okay. always now i want to come to claims ratio because sure. you know covid was a terrible time terrible a lot of water. people oh you went through you know i had covid as well oh my god okay so actually delta was bad i hope that it was it was bad but you know No, no. Thankfully, you know that situation was bad. Then, neither. Yeah, thankfully, I managed yeah, yeah. to, uh, and the family managed to uh, scrape through. That's good. good. That. That's good. And in that process, when people filed claims, whether health, whether life, there were a lot of nasty surprises. You know, people yeah. probably didn't realize it because insurance is still a slightly technical topic for people is, to understand. Is. Correct. Life, so far, is simple. A health, so is another. Ah, another game. What is claims ratio? How important is it? And in your experience, what are the top reasons why? life covers when you know when when it comes to pay out mm-hmm. they are rejected so claim ratio is important because it gives you an indication that how likely is your claim expected to be paid if at all a claim happens at the company level really so it's just a very broad indication but it's a good thing to be in the public domain because then that puts pressure on the company to ensure all genuine claims are paid right so it's actually a good thing from a customer perspective and you know most companies are hovering above 90s 90 95 so you know the competition the one thing good thing in india is the competition is really stiff so companies will ensure that all genuine claims are paid and the claim ratios remain high so that's just a broad indication so it's good to look at it when you're selecting your life cover see that you know it's not an artificially low but you know you won't find it anymore mm-hmm. because most companies are pretty good at claim claim payments you asked why would a claim get rejected top reasons top reasons the biggest reason is medical non disclosure you know you have something you don't disclose especially if you're undergoing treatment for it for example if you have diabetes you are on pills and all disclose right or if you have uh, slightly more serious conditions disclose the good point about uh, in india is that you know after 3 years unless it's fraud as per the regulations a company cannot repudiate a claim i was just going to yeah that's what yeah. because if someone is say taken you know at 45 and at 55 he's got everything You know, no, that is fine. Yeah. This is at the what I'm saying. Disclosure is only at the inception stage. Understood. Even if the next Understood. day you have something, Understood. it's fine. Sure. As long as yeah. that that day you didn't have it. Yeah. But I'm what I'm saying is after three years, a claim cannot be repudiated as per law. Correct. So that's a good thing. But the three years period is to ensure that there are no frauds. You know, for example, you know they are they are, you have cartels operating where people are on deathbeds and made to buy an insurance yeah. policy so that you know that's... insurance companies can be taken for a bit of a ride. So back to the thing, it's mostly mostly non-disclosure. So that's why it's important to fill the form. The frauds are like people buy policies on people that don't exist. People buy policies on dead people. So obviously those things will get repudiated. 
But non-disclosures remain the top reasons. Let's get into frauds, okay? Because you get a lot of this stuff. Yeah. One of my favorite questions that I keep on getting a lot on social media is suicide. How mm-hmm. does that work? You know that someone just takes a policy for the reason of, you know, whatever. Okay. Leaving behind something. Okay. How does that work? So basically what happens is, as per law again, suicide is a standard exclusion in life insurance product, but only in the first year. Ah. So if you, you know, commit suicide <laughs> in the first year, <laughs> then... Hey, trigger warning, guys. This is not a, you know, this is not a recommended thing. Please, it's just a question that was there on top of my head. Believe me, people ask it. And for the sake of asking, I say, please don't think this is any, you know, any bright ideas I'm giving no, out. No, no, don't do a mabur. I've, I've asked this before in older episodes, okay? So if you guys need a trigger warning, trigger warning, okay? Do not... Do not commit suicide. Sorry, yeah. go on. So it's only for the first year. After that, the thought is that, you know, it was not planned. So insurance was not planned to be taken for suicide because it's a year's gap. And after that, if God forbid, somebody gets so stressed out and does that, we'll pay, claim will get paid. You dropped a filmy reference Go into that. I love that. Okay, because you said Majboor. Majboor was a Amitabh Bachchan. Yes, starer yes. in the seventies, if I'm not yeah, mistaken. Yeah, that's correct. We, go on, just just go so with basically that. Basically, this Majboor guy, being, you know, I've, I'm having a Bollywood reference in a pesa pesa. I'm just thrilled. Go on, please. So basically, I remember this guy was trying to, uh, and I've seen this movie a while ago, but he was trying to basically get insurance huh. because either he was about to die or something, and he was trying to figure out how he can, uh, you know, provide for his family to ensure that you know when he goes away, the insurance company pays a lump sum. So, so that, that's how it's not going to work. That, that's that's a bad idea. <laughs> okay, folks, now that we've got the hairy stuff out of the way, again, like I said, trigger warning. You mentioned about how our financial requirements change over time. Yeah. 25, 35, 45, yeah. 50, whatever. So someone who starts life insurance at the age of 25, mm-hmm. can you just go into longer term? How does that shape out for sure. him? Sure, what sure. should he keep on doing? Should he keep sure. on reviewing, you know, etc, etc? Yeah, so absolutely. So when you start at 25, uh, you know, theoretically, you can buy more cover at that point in time but you know it's also expensive and you also have limited uh, income right you have to pay for it right so typically you'll start small and then as your liabilities increase when you get married when you have kids you should always review your cover and see that it do any top up you know for example you know very a very thumb rule is that we should have your cover life cover should be at least 10 times your salary mm. so your salary mm. will increase right over time so you should always ensure that you know you keep on reviewing your cover so that's point number one secondly a lot of needs probably don't strike immediately. You don't even know whether you're going to have kids. Why save, start saving for them? You know, one, one might think like that. So, you know, some needs will only come up in the later part of if you if your working life. Retirement. While you can probably start immediately, but maybe you want to start a little late because maybe you don't have so much disposable income. So, always review your needs and your cover amounts and then decide. And there are some, uh, some products which are only available uh, later. For example, an annuity, which is basically an, uh, instead of a, with a lump sum, you get an income for the rest of your life when you retire. You can't buy it right now. No, what will you do buying yeah, it at 25? Yeah. I'm going to buy it at 60. I'm going to come to that, to those products also sure. in a while. But I just want to just, you know, get the term cover out of the way. Okay. How easy or difficult is it to increase cover as you age? I think some point of time you'll have to also give a medical test if... Yeah, yeah. yeah? How does so that work? So basically, every time you want to go for a term cover any or an increase in term cover, the company will assess how much is your existing term cover, what is your age now, what are your medical situations now, or if, you know, and any other conditions and stuff like that and decide whether how much cover to give you. An easier way to manage this is to buy and thankfully in India, you know, we have this covers available. You buy an increasing cover. Like, for hmm. example, when I bought insurance at 35, which is a little late, but suppose I bought it at 35, I bought an increasing cover policy. But the cover automatically increases by 10% every year. Huh. You know, so then you don't have to worry about your… These products are there. Yeah, yeah, very much so. But the so, premiums would also increase, I No, guess. no, no, premiums are level. 
they're taking a, so your premium I will allow allow for that increase in cover sure, in sure, the premium sure. itself so the yeah. premium will be higher than a flat cover but the good point is you don't have to give evidence of health later on you know at correct, 50 correct, you don't know correct, whether correct, you're going correct, to get diabetes correct, right correct. so might as well you know get an increasing of right now so you know that your insurance needs are taken care of I just remember this increase in premium yeah there are a couple of things out here okay. one I think is GST or something that just came up Okay, and I think um, the second is at certain ages. Mm-hmm. Once you cross a certain, mm-hmm. I think it's forty-five or fifty. I don't mm-hmm. know. Premium in any case increases. Is that that's the impression I've got? Is that true, false? I mean, so premium will increase with age every year when you buy the policy. So once you bought the policy, premium the level. Okay, so we allow for oh, that. Oh yeah, that's health insurance. Yeah, Sorry, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think that happens. Ha, that's in, health insurance. That's health, not life. Ha, life is kind of your sorted for life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very okay, much so. and GST is an additional thing which you have to pay because of the government requirements. Yeah, yeah. sorry, I kind of got mixed up between my health and life out no there. No issues. Okay, let's get into this an- annuities part. I'm, okay, I think we're kind of done with the pure risk, the cover, sure, you know, sure. term cover that we've got. Yeah. A lot of funky things out there now. Mm-hmm. At one point of time, you two, you you used to have only ulips. Okay, yes. and of course, LIC had endowment and a whole lot of other, yeah, yeah, other yeah. products. Yeah, but now with interest rates where they are, mm-hmm. okay savings plans mm-hmm. that kind of stuff what's your view on that because there are some people who you know who believe that you should not mix investment with insurance keep them both aside why do you want to mix them because you can get the best of both worlds mm-hmm. with you know by investing separately in both mm-hmm. any thoughts so you know uh, there is a school of thought which which echoes what you've just said but frankly speaking you know there are advantages of buying savings products under uh, insurance in the insurance wrapper for a start it's tax free Mm. you know in traditional products up to 5 lakh they've just changed the rules now but if your premium still now if your premium is under 5 lakhs a year your insurance proceeds are tax free right that's point number 1 point number 2 is traditional insurance product gives you a guarantee you know no other financial instrument will give you a guarantee for example if you buy an fd fd rates change if you are into mutual funds you know obviously returns are linked yeah. to the market so returns are guaranteed and you know you have to actually see to believe the kind of returns we are offering in insurance product i just bought a product in march which gives me a 7% return guarantee tax free mm, mm, for the yeah. next 15 years 15 years you know, yeah that's what you yeah. know not heard of before so a lot of advantages from that perspective when ulips are advantages you know because one thing which insurance products do is that they get you into the habit of regular saving you know because the premium will have to be taken out every year if you do ad hoc like fds are probably ad hoc and stuff like that so you know you, know, you may or may not save so that's one thing which is give, taken as a thing for insurance one last thing i would say is there is a, another feature in insurance savings insurance product called waiver of premium we basically say that if something were to go wrong to you not only will your nominee will get a lump sum we will also the insurance company will pay your premiums for the rest of your, rest of the term so that whatever you saved for whatever you hope to save for will still get achieved so that's an additional element of protection which insurance savings products give you but again other products will not yeah for savings products i mean folks that's not for term covers that's for savings product yeah. i guess that yeah. if that gap happens okay anything else that we've not covered you think that you know that we should look at um, we've done savings plans we've done risk covers uh, yeah add ons So, add-ons, what yeah. do you think are you know some add-ons that all of us should consider? So, couple of add-ons I think we should definitely consider. One is critical illness. So, basically, what a critical illness product does is give you a lump sum if you get one of the forty, fifty or listed critical illnesses. Now, there is a reason why I would say that it's important because mediclaim. If the mediclaim is very expensive, mm-hmm. you know, five lakhs of mediclaim will cost you a lot of money, or ten lakhs of mediclaim will cost you a lot of money. and mediclaim is indemnity based so when you go to the hospital you raise some bills then you get the claim back so because mediclaim expenses the amount of cover is not a lot whereas critical illness will give you a lump sum if that thing were to happen irrespective 
So what do you do with that money is your prerogative. Correct. You want to use it for treatment. You want to use it for running your house while you're getting treated. You know, and we will not ask you questions. Ki show me your bills or stuff like that. You know, so criticalness is a very important add-on. Okay. And it's not so expensive also. So uh, it's cheaper than medical mediclaim. So definitely so. look at that. Other than that, waiver of premium can be uh, taken as an add-on in a lot of places. It's very good because, you know, your whatever you chose to do, is going to take be taken care of irrespective of some whatever happened to you and then you can look at disability cover as well but okay okay i would say but criticalness and uh, waiver of premium accident so accident if if death were to happen in accident obviously that's covered sure. in your basic cover ha huh, if disability were to happen yeah you can take uh, something called accidental disability cover oh, okay. or in india it's known as accidental total and permanent disability atpd sure. you can take that it's again pretty cheap it's not very expensive so yeah another thing to be considered understood yeah. so that's it we are done my favorite part of the of the episode comes right now go for oh, it go you know any what are your recommendations because you know before the show we are talking <laughs> we are talking a lot about bollywood <laughs> what are your recommendations so a bit on the finance bit first uh, uh, let's get I'll, the boring part out <laughs> let's get the boring out of okay, it yeah. so i would recommend whosoever if they haven't done their financial planning and if they haven't considered life insurance do your research talk to people you can go to our company's website canara is bc life insurance website yeah. you know we have lots of information available and then decide as soon as possible what do you need to create as a portfolio for from life insurance and then start investing or insuring accordingly that's extremely important thing i would urge everybody to do given the environment we are in uh, so that's that's point number 1 what about agents out here how do you you know do you think that the advisory industry today i mean mm-hmm. at one point of time lic was sold only through agents you know yeah. when It's life still- insurance was meant Now LIC. I think that some of it is also direct, but direct versus advisor. What do you think? So you know uh, the product is going to be the same, frankly speaking. But again, yeah, every the agent is associated with one company. They will try and push you the product of another that particular company, mm. which is fine. It may be a great product, frankly speaking. But it's important to do your research ad hoc and talk to people, uh, talk to a range of people. Sure. Because you know life insurance is a decent amount of money being involved, and it's a the insurance company is selling you a promise to pay something in 20 years you know you don't want to make a mistake here decent amount of money is long term guarantees in world no mistakes are preferable so okay. talk to a lot of people talk to preferably people who you know and then figure out exactly what you want to do sorry you were going on after that about oh, are we done with the boring yeah, part yeah we're done with the boring kya baat hai chalo let's go for the other stuff so so i am i was as i was mentioning before and that's where the majboor reference came in uh-huh. i am uh, i am i was i've grown up watching bollywood very nice so i am very interested in bollywood uh, cinema history so i read a lot of books on that so um, you know the book i'm reading right now is biography of devika rani it's called the longest kiss wow and, and why is it called the longest kiss because she holds the record of the longest on screen kiss in at least in the indian cinema if not the world wow. cinema for For the Karma movie? in 1935 with her husband Imanchu Rai. For the movie Karma in the year 1935 uh, with her husband. Time. I mean, wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> go on, please go on. So that's interesting. There's another uh, book which is called uh, Stars from Another Sky. Highly recommended. It's by a guy called very famous author called Manto Saadat Hasan Manto. Of course. And it's about the Bombay film world of 1940s. You, he was part of that. He was part of yeah. that. So hence he's written, and yeah. it is so scandalous that you won't believe that those sort of things existed. When is that when, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So you know what you think right now is scandalous. Yeah. This thing was at par, <laughs> if not worse, <laughs> or more. I guess. Did you see Jubilee then on Amazon? I am Prime. seeing it. You haven't. I am seeing it. I am seeing. What yeah. do you think of it so far? Not bad. 
So they've tried to uh, show it in a decent way, and yeah, you think it, they're historically accurate? Uh, reasonably, but I haven't reached that stage yet. I'm just just thinking of the big studios of that era because there was yeah. obviously you know there are a lot so of Bombay Dockies, Bombay Dockies, yeah. which is the biggest one, which was in Malad, I think, if I'm not mistaken, and that's where the all the big heroes came from and the heroines came from. So yeah, even if it's an attempt, it's a good attempt. I feel nobody's yeah. done this before in, in the OTT series. I you know I'm just kind of it's good to meet someone who's passionate about this because. Most of India's silent movies don't exist, and you can probably get them on YouTube and all that. Yeah, That's yeah. a different thing. But if you want a reel, put it in a theater and watch yeah. it, which is how I believe movies should be watched. By yeah, the way, yeah, yeah. And I won't apologize for being an old school guy. <laughs> they don't exist. Yeah, unfortunately, that's kind of case. tragic. They, so we have this film, National Film Archives of India, which is yeah, I know it's, it's in, recently I think, opened. Pune or Delhi, uh, Bombay somewhere. So NFDC has got a film museum on. No, no, Fed. that's there. But there's a National Film Archives of India, huh. which actually tries to restore old prints. Yeah. So uh, they do have some old stuff, but I haven't seen it. But I've heard that they have some old yeah, stuff. I wish them all the best. I know yeah, that so I saw Dawn last year when it was Amitabh's eightieth. Uh, ah, it was eightieth. Right? That's so, right. So you know, and that was a totally different experience. And I would love for this to go into a Bollywood. <laughs> Episode, but any sure. other recommendations? Do we wrap up? Uh, no, I think uh, yeah. These are some uh, books I uh, books I read. I just read another. I read a lot of travel books also. Go for that. So I read this book called Borderlands, which is about uh, all the towns, a lot of towns in the, on the border of India, and the kind of life they have to live as opposed to people living in main town. It's quite interesting. So it's by Pradeep Damodaran. Hmm. Go for that also. Okay, so we've yeah. got three recommendations, folks. Um, you know how excited. Do you travel also? Yes, and I do some quirky travels. Like in February, I went to Punjab. Okay. And I covered each and every border retreat ceremony at three points in Punjab in three days. And which would those be? So there was uh, Atari Vaga border, which is very famous. Everybody yeah. knows about it. Yeah. Then there is uh, Husseini Wala border in Firozpur. That's the second. And then there is Sadki border near the southern part of Punjab. That's the third. Amazing. Yeah. Any other quirky destinations? <laughs> so I have been to a place called Trinidad. Which uh, anybody who played cricket knows uh, where knows, that is. Yeah. Come on, yeah. It's yeah, not... but what you don't know that forty percent of Trinidadians are ethnic Indians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, if you go to Trinidad, you realize it's really far, far from from India. Uh, I was but, that was going to be my next. So how do you reach there? Yeah, I, I went I, from the UK, so it was a direct flight, thankfully. Uh-huh. But in India, yeah, you probably have to take three, four flights to reach. But you know, there's a place in central uh, in Port of Spain, which is the capital of Trinidad, which is named after Indian cities. Huh. So there's a Bengal road, there's a Bombay road, there's a Delhi road. There's the huh. Madras road, huh. the Patna road. So you wouldn't know that, right? Yeah, I mean, do you have an Instagram account that our listeners can follow? Because all of this sounds like really fascinating. And since you do all this, my logical and last question, by the way, is food. I mean, if you've traveled so much, I'm yeah. sure you've had food also a lot. So yeah, yeah. Any, so I, any recommendations out there? So even Trinidadian food is very interesting because it's a hodgepodge of Indian food with mixed with Caribbean style. So there is something called uh, doubles, which mm. is like available on a roadside cart in Trinidad. It's like the morning morning food. So for mm. example, in, in Bombay, you'll go and have vada pav. Yeah. In Trinidad, you'll go and have uh, doubles. And doubles is basically one puri huh. over cholas and then some tamarind chutney and another puri. Huh. That's called doubles. <laughs> I thought you'd go with Bani Chow, but you know. <laughs> no, wow. this is what it is. So, Doubles. Yeah. Interesting stuff. What do you eat in Punjab? What do you eat in Punjab? Dal makhani, butter chicken, mm. you know, makki ki roti, sarka masala. Any places basically. out there? I mean, a lot of hole in the wall places out there that are so, like street food there. Is, let's I'm go to Amritsar. It. Huh. It's like a... It's like it's like a haven for foodies. Huh. Go to uh, kulcha land for, for for kulchas. Go to fish, makhans for fish. Go to biras for chicken. It's like the works. You will not... 
you will you will stay there forever yeah, and, and you will not put on weight also i know and i will not stay here for her because <laughs> this thing is going in different direction but wow that is a wrap on this episode very exciting episode of paisa paisa my guest akshaydan appointed actually thank you canada hsbc life insurance akshay thank you for everything you know for telling us about what actuaries do how our listeners can do that for all the stuff that you said about life insurance for the book for the movie and of course the food recommendation thank you so much for doing so our listeners thank you much and listeners if you like this podcast you can subscribe to our youtube channel where you get to watch the full video episodes you can check out other interesting podcasts on the ivm network you can listen to us on the ivm podcast app or ivmpodcast.com you can also follow us on our social media we are ivm podcast on twitter and instagram if you want to reach out to me i am your host anubham gupta B50 on Twitter and thank you really folks thank you so much for listening to Pesa Vesa No material on the show should be considered as financial advice the material on the show is for informational purposes only please consult a financial advisor before taking any investment decision